Hey, hey, and welcome into So Rare Dingers, a So Rare MLB podcast. My name's Austin Farr, far out with two R's and two T's on So Rare. And welcome into episode seven for game week 49, the first week of the playoff chase. This is uh, Monday, September 18th, also National Cheeseburger Day. Shout out to all of the establishments out there who are celebrating. I know that Wendy's has given out a penny junior bacon cheeseburger, so get out there and support your local Wendy's. Big Wendy's guy here myself. Uh, so today, the first game is going to be at 2.10, so we need to get those lineups in early. Sorry, this one's getting out a little late today. This was the first real test for me when your uh, friend hits you up two hours before the Falcons game and says, hey, I got an extra ticket to the nice seats where you get the uh, the free food and all the nice stuff down there. Yeah, you're going to go, and you're going to push the podcast back that no one listens to and you don't make any money on anyway. That being the case, if you do like this show, tell your friends to like and subscribe. If you don't like this show, well, you're probably more of a chicken nuggets person anyway. So with that, let's jump into last week, the accountability section. Uh, We had a win. Lots of wins all around. I once again personally came in the top 25 in the limited NL only. 25th this time. Was sweating that one out a little bit. That's back-to-back game weeks in the top 25 in NL only. Really fired up about that. That was my strategy when I came into SoRare a couple months ago. Build out a good NL only lineup. See how it does and go from there. So feeling pretty good about that. Last week, we pointed out three teams to target the Giants, the Cubs, and the Phillies. Uh, Two of them did well. One of them did eh. Uh, The one that did eh was the Giants. Another one that we stacked up a good bit in our Cap 35 lineup. We said, uh, look out for Mike Yastrzemski, J.D. Davis, Wilmer Flores, and Tyro Estrada. Well, Mike got 15 points, J.D. 17, and Wilmer 6. Meh. Tyro keeps mashing on Rockies pitching, though. He had 24 points, so he was fine there. Overall, that one was an L. Cubs was a, a W for sure. Say Suzuki with 24 points. Nico Horner with 26 points. He's one of the ones who scared me in that NL only competition. One of the teams that jumped me, pushing me to 26th, had him. Uh, but then somebody struck out or something along the way because I ended up in 25th. So got a little lucky there. Cody Bellinger was okay with 12 points. Uh, the Phillies had... Uh, they just keep mashing. Trey Turner might be cooling off a little bit. He only had 15 points, but Kyle Schwarber, 23 points, and Nick Castellanos carried my carried my team with his 47 points, and he's been really good since they moved him down in the lineup. He was slumping pretty bad in that 4-5 hole. They moved him down as low as 8. He's been batting in the bottom half of the lineup, but still turning it back on and starting to rake. Harper with only 15 points, but that was a, a good uh, overall team there. So we're going to say our accountability sits at 3-2-1. and one. In terms of the matchups we pushed out there, back over 500 in terms of the the folks we are targeting. Taking a look now at our recap 35, if we talk about last week's lineups that we had picked out for us, if you're just joining us for the first time, cap 35 is something we do. It's a bit of a tip of the cap to the soccer or football side of the house where they have their... Uh, They're capped lineups, cap 240, cap 270, based on the last 15 scores of those individuals. There's nothing like that on the baseball side. However, uh, most folks who enjoy fantasy baseball know all about uh, DFS, daily fantasy baseball, and the cap lineups you can have there where you have a budget. And that's kind of what we do here, but so rare it's real money, right? We're we're buying these players, and we want to keep this team under $35. That's where the cap 35 comes from, $5 per position. Some positions will go a little over, some will go a little under, but we stay under that $35 budget. Last week we had uh, a nice showing from the Cat 35 team thanks to the pitching. We had Tarek Skubal, uh, who was just under $7, put up almost 40 points, 39.5 points uh, at the Angels. The Angels are just reeling lately. Shohei's out for the rest of the year. 
Not even sure Mike Trout's going to come back. It's it's looking rough over there. Tanner Scott put up 33.5 points out of the reliever position. As we talked about those uh, Giants, Wilmer, Tyro, Mike, and JD just a bit ago, they did okay. Uh, same with uh, Seiya Suzuki did pretty well in our flex position for 24 points. Overall, that uh, was a total of 159 points. Now, that was only nine points off of winning a card in Limited All-Star. So... A good showing there, thanks to the pitchers. And if we'd had, you know, one more home run along the way, that under $35 lineup is winning a Tier 5 Limited, but you're still winning a card, you're on the board there. Now, I bring all that up because we started this Perfect World lineup thing last week where it's, I'm just going to pick the top players that I think are going to do the absolute best and see how that looks. And the first time, it was miserable. Uh, there will, Let's run through it here, and then we'll talk about why I think that is. But I picked Garrett Cole for 13 points. My relief pitcher, the cheat code relief pitcher, Seth Lugo. You got to get last year's card for that relief pitcher. That's an $8 card. He put up 27.5 points and was the top performer on the team. Womp womp. Bellinger at 12 points. Trey Turner, 16 points. Kyle Schwarber, 23 points. Harper, 15 points. Seiya Suzuki, 24 points. So that total lineup there, if you remember from last week, cost $205.73 if you wanted to buy it. Those prices based on the floor prices at SoRareData.com and had a total points of 130.5. Now, you can say, man, you're just bad at picking players. You had all the player pool to pick from. That's awful. But I don't think many people would blame me for picking these uh, uh, a lot of Cubs and a lot of Phillies who have just been raking lately. And I think I, the, the team I picked was fine, but I point this out to say for the cap 35, for a lineup under $35, we outperformed the ideal world lineup by a large margin here. Baseball is a, a funny, funny game. And if you're taking a look at SoRare thinking like, man, I'll never compete. I can't buy those big expensive cards. What's going on here? You don't necessarily have to. You can build competitive lineups for cheap. Now, I'm not saying the cap 35 is the way to go. Put all your money on these players who sometimes don't even play every day. But maybe get one or two big players and then fill in where you think would fit based on uh, value, not so much based on just who the big names are. And we'll talk about that a little more as we go through today. The news and noteworthy section, uh, this game week, game week 49, is going to be the start of the championship chase. Uh, for the one person who listens, shout out if you're the person from Greece, because that's that's fun to see when I look at the analytics. Uh, if you are that person or one of the couple others who have found this podcast early on, um, you know that I had mentioned I will be doing a separate podcast for laying out the uh, MLB playoff Rules, prizes, strategies, and all of that. That was supposed to come out yesterday, but again, my weekend got a little out of line. So we're going to do that right after this episode. We wanted to get this out first just for anybody who is wanting this uh, information strategy for this upcoming game week before that 210 start we talked about earlier. Uh, on the injury front, Ronald Acuna hurt his calf. They're saying they kept him out the last couple games because it was just precautionary, but it is kind of iffy with. Uh, the Braves having clinched, now we were playing in Miami, and they have that turf, and they wanted him to stay off of that surface. Braves have a night game tonight. Definitely need to keep an eye on that if you're thinking about putting Acuna in your lineups uh, based on what happened this past weekend. Another crazy thing here, I'm not sure how actionable this is. I probably won't be buying in on so rare, but Felix Bautista has started throwing again. Even though he has a partial tear in his UCL, he was the best reliever in the game up until that for the closing games for the Orioles. Um, 
he's a monster when he's right, but I'm not sure <laughs> he is going to be right. I mean, that's that's he throws so hard. A torn UCL is sketchy. They do have Yenny or Cano. He's sitting around 15 bucks right now out there if you did want to buy in. Maybe that's something you want to do because as we talk about this playoff run in the a little bit today, or a little bit in this episode and mainly in the episode coming up, you're going to want players on teams you think are going to go deep. And if you think the Orioles are going to make a deep run and you think he's closing games, maybe that's worth it. I'm not sure I'm buying it. Let's move to this game week, game week 49. In terms of matchups, who has four games? The Braves do, Orioles, Guardians, Tigers, Dodgers, Brewers, Mets, A's, Phillies, Nationals. All have four games. They're the ones to target. We really need to focus on maximizing our points here because when we get into this championship chase for the remaining game weeks of the season, that leaderboard is going to be based on your total scores for these coming weeks. So we really want to focus, hunker down here. I know football is on, but we all got to focus, says the guy who just went to the Falcons game and pushed this off to today. <laughs> um, the three teams I'm targeting out of those bunches are the Guardians, Brewers, and Phillies. Guardians and Brewers have great pitching matchups. The Phillies, it's a little different. They've got some tougher matchups because they're facing the Braves, but I do think they're going to try to get a little get back after the Braves just clinched on their home field. So let's start with the Guardians. Three games at Kansas City, uh, one versus Baltimore at home. They're facing all right-handed pitching. Singer, Marsh, Grinky, and Flaherty. Notice no, uh, no Cole Reagans for Kansas City. So that's going to feel good for the Guardians, who have been mashing and running lately. Josh Naylor is batting 386, seven runs, two dingers, 11 RBI, and three steals over the last two weeks. Jose Ramirez, everybody says he's the most underrated player in baseball, yet he stays underrated. It's kind of crazy how we all acknowledge that, yet he's still underrated. Batting 346, six runs, three home runs, seven RBIs, three steals over the last two weeks. And Andres Jimenez, 347, seven runs, one dinger, seven RBIs, and four steals. That's 10 collective steals between those three. Yeah, Josh Naylor has three steals. How about that? And those steals can really add up in so rare. Extra five points here and there. If you get two steals on a week, that's an extra 10 points. That's a home run right there, right? The same amount of points. So definitely matters and something worth taking a look at. Although I don't think steals are the most predictable thing. I don't usually push for them. It's great to see that you've got some folks running when you are targeting people who are also mashing. Moving on to the Brewers pitching matchups. Two lefties, two righties, which makes things a little interesting, so keep an eye out for the matchups. Some of these here are going to be, I worry the most about this group. I love their matchups. They're, they've got four at St. Louis against Wainwright, Rom, Thompson, and Michaelis. That's not, that's not a good pitching matchup. We've been targeting them a little bit lately. Um, the things to worry about here are a lot of the folks who are hot for the Brewers are hot because of... Uh, uh, interesting reasons. Mark Canna, for instance, batting 375, six runs, two homers, nine RBIs, and two steals. That's because Yelich has been out. He's been playing every day. I'm not positive when Yelich will be back to uh, an everyday role. He did come back over the weekend, but then sat again after that with a uh, with some back spasms, which we know has always been a, a an issue for Yelich. So keep an eye out there. Definitely start Canna if Yelich is out, um, but something worth keeping an eye on. Sal Freelich has just been a hit machine since he came up. 327, seven runs, no homers, two RBIs, and a steal. And then the last one here, another, uh, I'll say sketchy, but I don't feel like it's super sketchy, William Contreras. I actually won a William Contreras card uh, for coming in 23rd in limited NL only last game week. So I definitely did some digging here. 
What's he worth? Should I play him? What's he looking like? You typically don't like to get a catcher, but when I dove in, he's playing every day. The days he's not catching, he's DHing a ton. He's been in there every single day, batting 294, nine runs, one homer, seven RBIs, and two steals. I wouldn't be scared about putting him in a lineup. I did in my second most important lineup this past go-around. Definitely worth keeping an eye on there. Coming into those Phillies, I'm not going to linger here too long. We've been talking about them for a couple of episodes. Schwarber is doing Schwarber things. He's doing Schwarber June in September here. 265, 14 runs, 5 homers, 9 RBIs. Turner, same story, 370, 12, 5, 10 runs, homers, RBI with 2 steals on there. He could be cooling down a little bit, but who knows. The one I really want to point out is Nick Castellanos. Again, I mentioned it at the top. Been mashing since he got moved down in the order. I think he's a great value. I think he's still only 8 bucks and change at the floor price on SoRareData.com. Definitely worth taking a look, especially if you think the Phillies are making one of those playoff spots moving into October here. Team to avoid. One team only has two games, and that is the Diamondbacks. Get your Corbin Carrolls out of your lineup. Get your... Who else is on that team? Guriels. Get your... I don't know. If you're playing Alex Thomas, Alec Thomas, just don't. He's not that good. <laughs> Moving into uh, this week's Cap 35. So we talked earlier about last week's Cap 35, that under $35 lineup. Again, a, a tip of the cap to the soccer side of the house. This entire lineup is going to have a total of less than $35 based on the floor prices at SoRareData.com. So for our starting pitcher, we're going to have Aaron Savale, $3.36. Facing the Angels at home on Wednesday. Angels, as we talked about, have been awful. Savale has been racking up strikeouts since going to the Rays. He's only going five innings usually, but he's usually he's usually going at least five innings. It's right in that five-inning mark, usually no more, no less. If he can rack up the strikeouts, he can get the win. Angels are a bad team. Banking on that there. Relief pitcher, we're going back to the well. I, if you'll remember, we, we looked at Adam Adovino two game weeks ago. On the super cheap. He was 54 cents on the floor price then. Somehow it has gone down despite him having clean outings in his last four. Uh, he He's just been mowing folks down. Got the last two saves for the Mets. Now, will the Mets get save opportunities? Maybe, but they do have four games on the slate. 50 cents for Adam Adovino today. I thought about Evan Phillips, Evan Phillips here at $6 because I like the, the Dodgers' chances to get some saves. But... 50 cents versus $6. Come on. Like, that's that's going to give us a lot of flexibility. we got a couple of pricier hitters at the end here. Corner infield, we've got Matt Veerling, who's been hot lately for the Tigers. $2.33 on the pricing. Batting 316 with 12 runs, two homers, and eight RBIs and a steal in the last 14 days. Tigers are another one of those teams who have four games. Not the best pitching matchups, but still, he's been really hot and got four games. Middle infield, we've got Andres Jimenez. We talked about him a little bit earlier. I like the Guardians matchups this week. I got Guardians in a bunch of these lineups, which is not something you say every day and might be something that can catch some people uh, by surprise. You're not going to have a ton of people playing the Guardians hitters because the Guardians typically don't put up a bunch of runs, but this could be a week they take some folks by surprise. So it's 649, Andres Jimenez. My outfielder, Nick Castellanos, like we talked about before, $8.33. And because we got the <laughs> a couple pitchers on the cheap in Adovino and Savale, I've got Josh Naylor in my extra hitter spot for $12.70. That might be one of the most expensive individual players we've had in the cap 35 since we started this, but I do feel good about that. To make that fit, though, I had to put a cheap pitcher in my flex spot here. So I put Cal Quantrill in here. He's got the Royals, who are bad. Uh, and Cal has been good since coming back 
from the IL. He's uh, gone at least six innings, uh, two earned runs or less in all three of his starts since coming back. I like him to keep that up. I did this. I don't usually like putting a pitcher here in the flex slot on a four-game slate, the midweek game weeks when you can have hitters go off for even longer. However, I've been noticing that lately when I try to squeeze, you know, a hitter for under $3, under $2 there, there's a lot of volatility in terms of are they going to play because you're typically grabbing somebody who's a matchups play and could blow up, but if they don't play one or they have a bad game, it could be rough. I like the consistency here. Let's get a good score from Cal and then let the other boys do the hitting. That total, for those of you tallying us up at home, get your calculators out, get your abacus out, $33.58 for that lineup, which will be in stark comparison to the Perfect World lineup, which we're going to dive into now. This is, as we talked about before, me staring down the game week, looking at the matchups for everybody and deciding, in a perfect world, if I had every card or all the money in the world, who would I go and line up this week and how do I think it would go? These lineups are going to be, we'll compare them to the limited all-star lineups, see where they would land. Uh, So here we've got a very expensive lineup. I'll give you the total. We end up at $266.11 for this lineup. Woof. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and that starts with Luis Castillo at starting pitcher for $14.44. He's at Oakland. Oakland is bad. Luis Castillo can mow folks down. The Mariners typically let their pitchers go a little deeper than others. That was the deciding factor for me between him and Zach Eflin for the uh, Rays also faces the Angels. And I like that matchup a lot, but I, I like Luis's chances to go a little deeper and stri- uh, rack up a couple more strikeouts there. In the relief pitcher slot, Emmanuel Class A, those Guardians, again, should win at least a few of those games, and usually they play them close. 13-17 on the floor price for him. Corner infield, Jose Ramirez, we've been talking about him all all day. Mr. Underrated, $25.89 there, which is crazy to me when you think about uh, somebody like a Trey Turner, who I've got next at $67.92. Thinking about the production between those two, Trey's been really hot lately, but if you look at the numbers on the overall season, Trey being over double what Jose is just really speaks to what we think of Jose, despite how good he is. Outfield slot, Kyle Schwarber, 21.99. Extra hitter, Josh Naylor again, 12.70. And if you're thinking, that doesn't add up to anywhere near 266. You're only at like 156. Austin, there's only one player to go. Here's where I had a little fun. I just went ahead and threw in Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts' floor price, uh, according to SoRare Data, is $110. LOL. $110 for a Mookie Betts who's been fantastic, right? But is he 11 times better than maybe a Nick Castellanos, who I thought about putting here, who's $8 and change, right? That would be more than 11 times better. I doubt it. I don't know that his chances of putting up a massive score are that much bigger. But since this is the perfect world lineup and I can just pretend I have all the money in the world, I'm going to. So that's going to add another $110 on here. This total lineup adding up to $266.11. We'll see how both of those shake out and I'll try to keep uh, see if I can keep up with them. Uh, what my chase scores would be for the leaderboard going through as well. Let's round up here talking about our trading bit. Just one little note here uh, that I wanted to point out. I've I've touched on these a little bit in previous ones, and we're not going to go too deep here because I need to hurry up with this podcast and get on to the playoff one. Um, But keeping an eye out again for your folks who might be retiring. Again, I watch Braves baseball every day. I watched Charlie Morton get a little emotional in the uh, in the division clinching celebration talking about it's he's gonna miss these guys uh, when he's done so maybe that means 
He's going to be done after this year. I do think that if the Braves win the World Series, which they have a very good chance to do, that he could hang them up on a high note there. Made me worry a little bit. I went ahead and I'd been thinking about this for a while. I bought in on Charlie really low. I got him for three bucks and some change. Just sold him. Uh, I, I undercut some people, sold him for $8 and some change, but almost tripled my money there on Charlie and then reapplied that to a Max Freed to then hopefully uh, uh, have that pitcher for my deep playoff run. I had originally been thinking, oh, I got Charlie on the cheap. I'll play him all the way through the playoffs. I think the Braves are going to go deep. But that did worry me. I didn't want to be sitting here stuck with a retired Charlie Morton at the end of things. So I went ahead and reallocated those funds to buy in on a cheaper Freed. Not going to lie, I think I paid way too much for Freed. I'm not sure that that one will end up being one that I come out on top of. But if you can win me some cards, especially through the playoffs here, it'll definitely be fun to watch. That's it for this episode. Hope you guys get this in time, get these folks in your lineup, and keep an ear out for the playoff podcast that will be coming out shortly after this. Get out there, you guys, and make friends and learn new things.